Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell from Chef Fry Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about the link between the paranormal and spiritual beliefs and energy and intention. At the end of the day, I truly, sincerely believe that people who are into the paranormal are a special tribe, that they've got certain like-minded sensibilities uh, because they want to understand the unknown. They want to understand the more mysterious and dark aspects to life and living, and they probably have a very natural curiosity about where we go after we die. It's morbid, but it's fascinating, and that's why we call it morbid curiosity. And then we're going to take the conversation into somewhere else. We're going to talk about a little bit about tribalism and where our cultures become in these uh, very kind of divisive days. We are all these rugged individuals fighting for our right to exist, fighting for validation. At the end of the day, we have uh, gotten a little bit uh, weird about accepting others as they are. We tend to mock each other when we're different rather than try to understand each other. And I want to talk a little bit about tribalism and how the spirituality has uh, sort of acted and served in ways that uh, uh, might not be so healthy. At the end of the day, we want to talk about the link between the paranormal and spirituality. And what is that? And why is that? And what is it that makes the paranormal as a as an interest as a fascination somewhat of a religion unto itself this is going to be a two-parter so please if you haven't listened to part one do listen to part one then part two if you want to become a part of our tribe a part of our mission a part of our empath tribe of helping out creating better practices in our society, nicer, kinder outcomes, and better mental health, and more robust living, come on over to my link tree. That's linktree forward slash Chef Comedy. I think you guys are going to like this one. It's a long one, but it's a good one. So let's begin. Anybody can call themselves an empath, okay? Um, whether they are or not. Now, that granted, you know, mm-hmm. I could call myself African-American. It don't make it true. Um, but my point is, is that there's a lot of people who do that, who get that, you know, whether it be deja vu, mm-hmm. whether it be, you know, you're thinking about someone or something, and then it comes into your life not far after. Yeah. And I wanted to explore that a little bit more because is that paranormal or is that empathic or what is that? Mm-hmm. You know, because we tend to just throw everything in a pseudoscience category, and yet there could be a very perfectly yeah. reasonable explanation for it that is a mixture of science and mm-hmm. energy, right? Yeah. Just because we don't know how to quantify it doesn't necessarily mean that it's false or fake or something. It just means that there's a lot. We like, that's what the paranormal is for me, is that we're trying to explore the gray areas of life. It doesn't necessarily have to be ghosts and entities. That's one aspect to the paranormal. But pa- yeah. the paranormal in general is about anything that's you know, outside the normal, normal, right. Mm -hmm. Outside of normal. That's right. Or supernatural, super, which is extra outside of natural. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're sort of interchangeable. Um, Sometimes I think supernatural has more of a a religious connotation, but not necessarily. But my point simply is, is that energy is intention. And um, how does that work? Why does that work? Um, I tend to think that when you open yourself up in life, when you let go of hate, 
when you let go of depression, because depression is real, and I have it too, so we just talked about that on the mm-hmm. previous episode, but I try very hard not to live there forever. And you know why that is the main reason? It's because you become selfish. Yeah. We all have to self-care. We all Mm -hmm. have to get our heads right. We all have to take time off and heal and do whatever it takes to get right and feel right in life. That's normal. But the thing of it is, is that if you spend your whole life thinking about yourself talking about yourself, caring about yourself, only self-caring. You forgot Mm -hmm. the point of life, which is that life is about helping one another. And so you become selfish when... Really depressed people are selfish. Sorry, but they don't know how to self-care long enough to help anyone else. And so we have to force ourselves when we're in a state of disharmony, disrepair, like I was... Hey, it's perfectly natural to get self to self care and to get a little selfish in the in the now when you need to. That's fine, but there's people have a tendency to not switch energies. They tend to they don't know how to swap out from being selfish to kind again. They don't know how to. They think that life has to be a perpetual state of being mean spirited or being angry Mm -hmm. or being hateful or being scornful or being protecting and guarding your tender heart. But never, ever, ever letting go and trying to help others. And it's like, no, uh, you know, you have, that's why we have to get over our depression. Not to say that we won't live with that. We're going to have to live with that forever. People with depression, that's life. Yeah. But, but the point is, is to learn from it, to heal from it, and then to move on so that we can help others and become communal again, helpful again. Uh, I, I truly, sincerely believe that, that our energy, could be used to help ourselves or our energy can be used to help each other. And at the end of the day, I sincerely believe that we were put on this earth to be a community. And now that we're past the times of tribes, we've become rugged individualists. And I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with rugged individualism because I have it myself a little bit. But it tends to sweep a lot of problems under the rug of our society's not getting better, therefore we become ruggedly individualistic. Um, and, and, that, and, and that's just a fancy way of saying we're turning into dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. you know. Okay, so the point I'm making is that, um, you know, what you experience is something I've experienced my whole life. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was a child, the first time I ever experienced what I call deja vu, I was... I was in Illinois, we were going from Chicago O'Hare Airport to my aunt's house, mm-hmm. who now currently lives with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in those days, she's, she's lived back there. Yeah. And this was the 80s. And um, my first experience, I was eight years old, and I was got this strong, strong sense that I had been there before. And like, wow. And I was like, whew, that was crazy. Like, you get this image flashing yeah. in your brain, and you're like, what was that? And then, you know, was it a previous life? Was it this? Mm-hmm. Was it that? You know, I tend to think that sometimes things remind us of other things. Like when you look at someone and their energy is a certain way, well, that reminds me of my grandma or the way they look. That reminds me of somebody I used to love. Mm -hmm. In other words, 
sometimes we have irrational attachments to the past and you say some guy reminds you of a boyfriend you didn't like and even though he's a nice guy you don't like that guy and then mm -hmm. you realize oh i'm taking it out on him okay yeah. he's fine you know and so we have to be very careful with how we feel because what we feel isn't necessarily reality but it is a, a sign of that something's coming up and so i wanted to get into what i think that is my theory yeah I did. I, we once did an episode. I did. It was a monologue episode where you weren't there, and I talked about time and space. Time and space is a bubble that we live in forever, and we we're slowly moving up through time and space. That time naturally comes, and that we have an energy bubble sort of around us, if you will, where we have a connection to time and space that we're not always consciously aware of i believe yeah. that empaths psychics etc just have a wider bubble than most where yeah. you have a little bit of behind you which is the past you have a little mm -hmm. bit in front of you which is the future and you you know as you go further into the future it becomes uh more and more um unpredictable in other words, uh, life is a series of actions and movements and energies through time. That's what life is. What is life? Life is movement over space and time over a predetermined amount of time and space. So as we get older, we're moving through time and our body is aging, um, but we our energy inside us is always aware and as you become more and more aware your bubble gets mm -hmm. a little bit wider yeah. and wider and wider and so psychics have this huge bubble where they can go oh i'm feeling stuff from the past oh i'm identifying entities from the past oh i'm i'm feeling something's going to happen in the future and we all have that to some small degree some yeah. people don't yeah. but mm -hmm. a lot of us do a lot of people do and that's what being an empath is is that it's just that kind of like awareness bubble around you that you know uh, you felt something happening you you thought of that person and then that person manifested now was that your mm -hmm. was that because you thought of it you put it out into the universe and therefore it became true or yeah. were you simply reading the tea leaves that you were going to run into this person soon we yeah that's the part it's, i don't i know understand. i don't either and it's yeah, yeah it's just so mm -hmm. Like I said, it's a lot of people just say, "Oh, it's just a coincidence." It could be, but, and it could be, and it very but well it's happened so many times, but, but it and it just times. there's a, there's kind of a feeling yeah. that comes along with it, right? Like, yeah, and I actually um, messaged her that night and just said, "This might sound a little strange, but this is what happened, and it's happened a lot." Mm -hmm. And she wrote back, and she she straight up said, "I'm an atheist, but I believe there's a connectedness." with all of us right, and she said right. she almost walked by that day mm. without stopping but she mm -hmm. had this little voice say no you have to stop yeah and she did and then yeah. and now we're hanging out next week like right <laughs> well and, and that's what i mean about the paranormal is that it's a community atheism's a community church and religion and christianity is a community um science is a community everything's become a community and i have a little spiel about that at the end so don't mm. let me forget about my spiel. <laughs> <Your spiel. laughs> you know how I have to do. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I don't, you know, that's the thing. I, we don't have to know everything. I just know that it is. And I like that we don't. 
It just keeps life, life interesting and mysterious. Mystery, mystery and, is yeah, fun. That's, yeah. And that's why we get into the paranormal, because yeah. it is uh, mysterious, because it does deal with energy and uh, spiritualism. It does deal with evil and good. It deals with uh, life and death. It deals with heaven and hell. It deals with uh, mm-hmm. science and scientific equipment and recording equipment. So, I believe the paranormal is life. It is yeah. a representation of life. And and yes, it can get a little heavy-handed. And yes, people tend to get a little, you know, because it's a there's a fun spook factor. There's a childlike wonder in mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And sometimes we can open up to that to the point where it can get a little off balance. So that's mm-hmm. why we have to be careful. But it, yeah, the paranormal is a community. And uh, it's an energetic bubble of people who uh, celebrate the darker aspects of life, who, who celebrate being freaks and geeks and tatted up and things like that. And you know what? We have to have that anymore. We have to have that. When you feel like yeah. you belong to nobody or nothing, you get a sense of anime, which is a sense of longing. You can get weirded out. That's what happens to the mental health of some dudes out there. These We call them incel terrorists. But incels uh, get really quite shy and 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 off in their thinking they could be hijacked by a, a movement or or a news channel we won't say who that's giving them bad information or giving them hateful information or pro- propagating or perpetuating a darkness inside of them and uh at the risk of you know because that's different than say you know back in the day when they would say oh ozzy osbourne heavy metal music makes people do terrible things Mm -hmm. no um we've proven that video games don't make people violent sociopaths what it does is it it makes violent sociopaths get better at being violent sociopaths yeah if you're not a sociopath you're not going to turn into one because of video games or because of music but if you already are one it you know feed the fire enough and see what happens yeah um but i just mean to say that the paranormal is a sense a religion it's a sense in a sense a community and in a sense uh it is something that Either people through their religious views or spiritual views either uh, gravitate towards or they gravitate against. And that that was like me trying to ask our friend before our falling out. But she was a um, uh, Latter-day Saint, you know, Mm -hmm. she was a, what do you call that? She was a Jehovah's Witness. Jehovah's Witness, that's it. Sorry. And I have nothing against different religions. Hey, you do you, dude, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, but I was trying to ask her how she couldn't possibly believe in ghosts when they believe in the Holy Ghost. Right. Yeah. And I really do feel like religion has created this vacuum where we can believe in all these things so long as it doesn't detract from the glory of God. Yeah. I feel like there's exactly a selfishness that. in that. Yeah. And, and, and notice that, that I have nothing against religion or religious people, but I do have something against patriarchal um, supremacy. Yeah unhealthy patriarchs trying to rule people through their superiority mm-hmm. and i find that a lot of organized religions especially when they're more doctrinal and more serious that they have a tendency to have an element of you know patriarchal oligarchy yeah a sense oh, yeah. of a white entitled white man entitlement there's mm-hmm. sort of a so long as you do as we say uh you're in the clear with god and who are you to know my spiritual fate you know when you don't really know me and so when you control people through these means through these really 
stringent, strict religious um, uh, views, uh, it has a tendency to control people, and I think in unhealthy ways. Now, that's not to make fun of people and their religion. I just, I know, you know, I, I like I said, religious people do you, you do you, but but you do have to know the difference between spirituality and being ruled by uh, something and that's scaring you to death and forcing you into bad mental health outcomes. And you're afraid to ask big questions because God forbid you find out the truth Mm -hmm. or God forbid you ask the big questions that might challenge the reality of God. If you can't ask these questions, then you're in the wrong religion. And that maybe, just maybe, there might be something a little askew about your religion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think some people, like we were talking about how paranormal brings mystery to life and things Mm -hmm. and I think some people don't like the unknown. They don't like the mystery, and that's why they're it's drawn scared. to it's religion right. because it. This is what's happening. I know it's going to happen. There's no question in my mind, and they just kind of go through life with this feeling of they know what's going to happen, and it it brings them comfort. I think perhaps yeah, whether or not it's true or not. You talking but, about like dying and going to heaven? Yeah, kind of like, thing. Yeah, there's heaven. There's this right. is how I have to act, and this is what's going to bring me there. And there's rules, and it's just well, and it's doesn't so deviate from that. That mm. you can't deviate and even ask questions. Yeah. And and I find that that is a form of you know control, and oh, you shouldn't 100%. try to control other yeah. people through. Mm-hmm emotional manipulation you know and that's why we ask these questions it's not to poo poo on religion it's just to ask what what's right for you me i i don't like working for corporations that tell me how to act tell me how i should behave and when i deviate from that uh, they write me up even though i did nothing wrong Mm -hmm. if you have that strict of a view of what life is then clearly you don't you're not right for me Right. And I believe that with law enforcement, I believe in not breaking laws, but sometimes laws are like rules are made to be broken. It just depends. It depends on the situation. That doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, justify murder. I just mean some laws are stupid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, some rules are meant to be broken, Uh, especially when you're talking about a society that is all being forced to conform in this very small window of how you can act um, you know, at the end of the day, we want people to be nice. We want people to be kind. We want people to be curious. We want people to be um, a little bit radical, but not overly radical. But at the end of the day, I want you to be radical enough to ask the big questions mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so that you understand and don't get ruled by your job or employer. Don't get ruled by a strict and stringent understanding of right and wrong or, or, or spirituality. Yeah. You know? And all I mean by all that is to, um, you know, be wise enough and tough enough to ask the big questions. If you have a religion that tells you not to think about these things, that you must absolutely believe these things without any question, I mean, I would have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have made it very far in Sunday school. I wouldn't have made it very far in, in like, Christian Academy or something. Mm-hmm. I would have, like, why is this? Why is that? I would end up in the principal's office every day because I want to know why. I don't want to just yeah. be told how things work. I want to know how they, they work, right? And that is a natural part of life, curiosity. So there's nothing wrong with science in and of itself. There's nothing wrong with faith in, <clears throat> excuse me, in and of itself. But at the end of the day... These are human beings, and sometimes human beings get shit wrong, even pastors. 
Even police officers, even judges, even very important people have a tendency to get ruled by their hatreds or their biases or their lack of understanding of a greater understanding of life and energy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So sometimes we have to be the arbiters of what's right and what's good in this world because a lot of times the world is just running on automatic pilot and we have to go, <clears throat> that's wrong. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Ask Pardon questions. Me. Yeah. Ask absolutely. questions. Right. Right. And so, what is this episode really about? You haven't talked about ghosts, Brian. I thought we this was a show about the paranormal. This is the paranormal. We're not talking about ghosts because the paranormal doesn't just mean ghosts. Okay. It's anything outside of normal. Anything yeah. outside of our understanding of normal. Right. And so, yes, ghosts and entities is a part of that. Demons are part of that. Um, weird phenomenon is a part of that. You know, like when we watch those shows on Paranormal Caught on Camera and you got little rocks and boulders mm-hmm. moving around. You're like, what the fuck's going on there? Is that <laughs> magnetic? What's going on there? Or that uh, video we saw the other day where that African dude had this like little thing floating in midair. And he's putting his arms mm-hmm. like you could see there's no wires. What the hell was that? Was that real? Was that fake? I don't know. But my point is, is that curiosity and mystery is the best part of life. And to not ask the questions to get answers is a form of ignorance. It's active ignorance to deny yourself the ability and freedom to ask the questions that need answering. Yeah, absolutely. That's scientific curiosity, mm-hmm. but even more than that, that's spiritual curiosity too. And I would think a loving God would want you to do that. Yeah. I And I so agree. when I was asking my friend questions about her belief in the afterlife, <clears throat> I believe in the afterlife, but I don't believe in ghosts. What? I I know. How so you're not a, a it's almost like they're not allowed to compete with the occult because the occult is evil and dangerous that's absolutely and so we can't, it we're not even allowed to talk about it we're mm-hmm. not even allowed to think about it. we're not even allowed to say anything about it now hey you want to not believe in ghosts that's on you that's fine but i want a compelling reason not just because you were told not to yeah and that's what most of that is Right. Just, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I assume because I'm not, a, I didn't grow up in yeah. su- in Sunday school, but I imagine that there's a certain. Well, we think that the occult is da- dark and dangerous, therefore, or we, anything like that. They just automatically mm. say that goes against God, so don't do it. But don't just, think about well, it. Well, and it does go against God. Evil spirits go against God. That's the point. Mm-hmm. But I want to know if it's really real or not. Yeah. That's the point. You know, it's not. We're not trying to. Uh, get people to believe in the paranormal. If you don't believe it, that's fine. You know, I have a tendency to believe that people who live in unhaunted houses don't believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, we live in a house that isn't haunted. Knock on podcast, Matt. <laughs> right. But <laughs> but at the yeah. end of the day, I believe because we're ghost hunters. We've been out there. We've seen it. And we're empaths. We feel it. We know it. We know what's out there. And we don't always know what the paranormal is and isn't. And to what extent that rabbit hole goes. Maybe it's a thimble. Maybe it's a giant swimming pool. I don't know. No, we but, don't. But like, that's why like when we watch things like the, the, ghost, um, uh, the Dead Files with Amy... She's the, mm-hmm. the psychic. She talks about all these paranormal entities. I'm like, eh, it's starting to sound a little bit overblown. 
But who knows? Maybe yeah. paranormal entities can shapeshift. They are energy beings. Maybe energy beings can change themselves to look different. I don't know. Yeah. So we don't. That That's would the fun of it. A whole lot of weird stuff that people see. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, but getting back to the paranormal. The paranormal is a form of. It's a lifestyle. It's a spirituality. It's a religion for some. Um, But at the end of the day, my point is simply that human beings have gotten exceedingly bad at letting one another be what they are. Yes, they have. Without judgment and hate and contempt. I mean, all day, every day, someone's rage typing about Marvel versus DC movies. Rage mm-hmm. typing about liberalism versus conservatism. Rage typing about their little differences. Now, hey, we can debate all day long. I think healthy debate is good. But unhealthy debate, all it does is create wedges in our society and more hate. And that's bad energy. And bad energy is not good. So at the end of the day, I just wanted to uh, get your understanding of what do you think all this is? Because the paranormal isn't just about ghosts. What is it, babe? What is it? It's literally <clears throat> anything that's outside the norm. So right. it's just all the little Your interpretation unknowns. of normal might be different than me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just all the little unknowns and the mysterious things that happen and the things yeah. you see. and Maybe there's a reasonable explanation for all the things we don't understand. Oh, yeah. There could be scientific explanations <clears throat> that it's just a outside of what we know at the moment and we might come yeah. to find the answers to things or maybe the laws of physics sometimes don't you know they pause they, they yeah. stop for a second like mm-hmm. you know those videos where it's like an airplane or a bird mm-hmm. just sitting and just yeah it looks like a paused video yeah and mm-hmm. it just looks like a bird midair not flapping and it's just staying there yeah now is that camera trickery is that someone trying to fool us maybe but at the end of the day if that's real what is that is that <clears throat> is that a natural thing? Does the laws of physics temporarily tweak from time to time? You know, and that's what I love about Star Trek. I mean, they they ask these questions. What if this was a natural phenomenon? What if, mm-hmm. you know, weird things are happening in the ship? And, oh, we caught ourselves in a temporal vortex that makes you go back in time. Why is it going why is it doing that, right? So yeah. my, so that's what Star Trek does. It is it is trying to say what happens when the laws of physics tweak temporarily? And what is that a real thing? Do the laws of physics change? And so I feel like the paranormal is, is just gets a weird rap. Oh, I don't believe in ghosts. The end. It's like, okay, fine. But how do we explain these giant, massive creatures people keep seeing in the woods? How do we explain all these light anomalies in the skies? How do we keep... How do we explain all these, like, weird things happening in our houses? Dark shadows looking and peeking around the corner. Yeah. You know, so so I just find it fascinating. And it wouldn't matter if I was religious or not, because guess what? When I was a Christian, I still love this stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I wasn't one of those doctrinal religious people that was, you know, well, you're not allowed to explore that. Well... Then I guess well, yeah. I'm a bad Christian. But, Sorry. Yeah. I just found it fascinating. But that's the thing I think a lot of religious folks don't understand is that we're trying to explore all these things not to be anti-religious or anti-good. 
We're exploring these things because they're natural curiosities. And to say yeah. that we're not allowed to explore our natural curiosities is akin to sticking our head in the sand. Ignorance. Yeah. Blatant, willful ignorance. Yeah. And it's just control on the part of the church. Right. Because and that's they what don't I mean, want people is that you thinking. Can love, right. You can love your religion without loving your pastor. You can love God without loving the, the go-between. I don't necessarily agree. Like, uh, that was what was my problem when I was religious, is that I'd go to church after church after church trying to find salvation and community, and it'd be these weird religious folks that just stared at me funny, looked at me funny, thought I was too different. I had tattoos and big old beard, and they're like, who's this guy? And I'm like, who are these weirdos? And we just <laughs> didn't mesh, right? Yeah. And so it's not about judging them or criticizing them, but they were certainly judging and criticizing me. Mm-hmm. And I don't look like Rob Zombie, you guys. I look like a normal person. Yeah, that, that's one thing I don't like <clears throat> about that is the judgment. It's yeah. If you're different or you're not like them or you have different beliefs, they just they judge you. Yeah, because you're only allowed to be good under this really strict yeah. set of circumstances. I'm like, horse yeah. shit. And so that's that, why I challenge they, religion. Aren't they not supposed to be judgmental? Aren't they supposed to be the ones that aren't <laughs> supposed to be casting the yeah. first stone or something like yeah. that? Something like that. Yeah, let ye without judgment be cast. Religious things. Religious words coming out of my mouth. Um, but yeah, yeah. But my point simply is that the paranormal as a community, we've become tribal as a, as a culture. We've become hateful as a culture. I just thought of a Metallica lyric. Oh, go ahead. Judge not, lest ye, ye be, be judged, judged yourself. <laughs> That's right. And that is a lyric it's, from the Bible. Right, exactly. That's where they borrowed it from. That's right. Just popped in <clears throat> my head, so, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, though. Yeah. And a lot of, you know, the lyrics are biblical verses. Because mm-hmm. they, and that's why, like, I'll borrow lyrics sometimes, or lyrics from songs, or I'll borrow from mm-hmm. the Bible. Because good information is good information. If it has a good yeah. moral lesson, I have nothing against religious fables when they teach a good valuable lesson but that doesn't mean i necessarily believe in the overall accuracy of their theism i question it but at the same time i don't mock it i'm not trying to mock it i'm just saying you're looking through the lens that's limiting your greater understanding of life and energy and life and people and life and goodness yeah you know and don't judge those who aren't just like you because that'd be the same thing as me judging someone from africa like yes they have clicks and sounds we just watched a video that video was fascinating it was fascinating it was a south african man a black south african man who spoke perfect english very well spoken handsome and what a charming guy yeah so smart but i found him on youtube and uh, i can't remember his name but he was just showing that there's like four different tribes right there in their region and that they all speak up to 11 different languages and that most of their languages um like have an x sound or a c sound or a q sound that sound like clicks yeah it was so interesting and i was like holy shit that's cool Mm -hmm. and he was showing us examples of how you can speak english and then how you can speak like swahili or something Mm -hmm. like it was fascinating and it was so charming and my point is is that he's not like me why would i judge that which is Mm -hmm. different from me and i think when you judge people who are non-religious when religions teach and practice hatred and exclusionism that is not very christian-like and so i would 
uh, hope that you guys out there who are Christians are thinking twice about the way you treat your non-Christian friends. Mm -hmm. I don't treat atheists as bad people, and I don't treat Christians as bad people. I don't even treat Republicans as bad people, just that sometimes they do bad shit, and you have to call it out. That's activism. Yeah, well, I just treat people mm. as people, as individuals. Yeah. No matter what their beliefs, if they're a shitty person, they're a shitty person. Doesn't, Doesn't matter, matter whether you're Christian yeah, or not. Yeah, exactly. You could be a Christian atheist. I'm not going to like you more because you're atheist like me. Mm-hmm. You know, and that yeah. was that's the spiel that I was saving for the end, is that at the end of the day... What a good segue that was. Wasn't that pretty good? <laughs> I, I like to think that I'm pretty good at that by now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Feel good, right? Uh, no, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's the thing, you guys, is that tribalism is destroying our world, destroying our country. We're not allowed to like people different from us. We can't think that way. We're not allowed to believe in ghosts in the occult. We're not even allowed to explore it. Yeah. Republicans versus Democrats. Do I hate all Republicans? No. I would like them to understand their culture so that because when you sign up for republicanism you're signing up for the whole thing you don't get to just pick and choose the parts you like kind of like the bible kind of like the bible happens a lot which happens a lot yeah and so my point simply is is no i don't hate all republicans my best friend i have three best friends and one of them is a trump supporter craig yeah Fine, you're a good father. If I thought it was leading him down a road to darkness and hatred, I would call him out on it, but it's not. Now, he says some stupid shit on Facebook sometimes. I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I think he goes down that rabbit hole, uh, the cultural zeitgeist of uh, conservatism, the conservative echo chamber, as I call it. But then liberals do it, too. And -hmm. they can all be hateful and they can all be a little much. And, you know, it's not about calling out conservatism or calling out liberalism it's about calling out assholery yeah chicanery fuckery as they call it Mm -hmm. (laughs) right absolutely yeah well yeah i think at the end of the day what we're trying to fight against is because there's nothing wrong with tribalism in its purest form Uh, when i think about ancient tribes you were trying to protect your community from outsiders and and, and, and being different isn't necessarily bad. It's just that in those days, you had to protect yourself from warring tribes. You had to protect yourself from whitey. You had to protect yourself from other Native Americans. You had to protect yourself from different tribes because they shared different values. And so at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with having a little bit of tribalism in the sense that it's community but when it starts becoming problematic is when we start becoming xenophobic. We hate and wrath and be scornful of that which we don't understand. So, bringing in, babe, what is tribalism? What is it? So, the actual dictionary definition of tribalism is mm-hmm. the state or fact of being organized in a tribe or tribes. Yeah. But, you know how, you know how the Google works. There's right. a little thing people also ask, right, what right. is modern tribalism, yeah. which is perfect. So, right. neo-tribalism, also known as modern tribalism or new tribalism, is a sociological concept which postulates that human beings have evolved to live in tribal society as opposed to mass society, and thus will naturally form social networks mm. constituting new tribes. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's just the little little groups that we kind of congregate into for whatever reason or whatever. Yeah. A lot of times, like, I took a sociology class, and we call that... Okay, yeah, so the concept that uh, in, in sociology class that I learned is that there is culture, there is counterculture, and then there are sets and subsets. So what that means is is that society can get broken down into smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller groups mm-hmm. until it ends up at the smallest um, tri- tribe, which is the, the individual, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so uh, you could have a set of counterculture, say. So, so let's pretend. Let's use this the example that say culturally uh, the norm, the cultural norm. Just for example, bear with me if mm-hmm. it's not right, but. Let's just say the general cultural norm in America is Christianity. The the the, the counterculture of Christianity might be atheism mm-hmm. or agnosticism or perhaps yeah. even another religion. Yeah. Right. Now, this is the, the age-old question: Is America a Christian society? I submit that it is not. No. It is a religious society. But it is freedom, f- freedom of it's freedom of religion. It's also freedom from religion. Exactly. And, and so people are trying to turn that. They're on trying its to head turn it right into now, a but, well. Yeah. Th- it's the most popular religion. Therefore, well, yeah, Walmart's the most popular store. It don't make it right. Yeah, exactly. Just because they have the most stores and make mm-hmm. the most money does not necessarily mean that it equates to everybody wants to shop at Walmart. Yeah. And the same goes for Christianity. Now, that also doesn't mean that Christianity is necessarily wrong. But what it does mean is that in our culture, we have culture, which is the, what is considered the established norm. And then there's counterculture. So, like, uh, when I learned in sociology, uh, counterculture could have meant, like, the hippie movement. They were a counterculture yeah. of the established ways. Because people were... Um, you know, turning 18, getting drafted, going to Vietnam. Uh, a lot of people were dying. They didn't understand why all, we all had to have all this senseless death. They, good questions. Good question. <laughs> people got jaded. They started experimenting with drugs, <clears throat> expanding their minds, et cetera, et cetera. That became a movement. That became a counterculture. Now, you could be a part of that hippie movement, and then you break that down even further, you might have clean hippies that don't, do drugs, they bathe daily, they're just kind of, you know, clean, good flower children and stuff. Yeah. Then you got the acid freak hippies that, you know, the, the Manson families that are dirty and scuzzy and, mm-hmm. and they're all trying to expand their consciousness, but they're all doing it through different methods. So the point yeah. is, is that gets whittled down smaller and smaller into smaller subsets mm-hmm. until you arrive at the individual and my point simply is is that sociology is all of, is 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 rooted in tribalism at the, I mean look at our sovereign borders USA versus Russia USA versus China I mean the fact that I'm putting the word versus in there it what it, it, it feels like it, and what it Yeah well that's what yeah. I mean is that we use the word versus a lot that means that our life that life and is inherently antagonistic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it invites challenge. Just talking about like borders, it's so <clears throat> stupid. I mean, literally, with in different countries that are you know right next to each other, you can have one foot in one country and one foot in the other country. Right. It's just and it's like it's just it's made a, up 
Yeah. It's a human Con- construct. That's the word I was trying to come up with. Yes. Yeah, right. Absolutely. And it, sometimes it makes logistical sense. Sometimes mm-hmm. it makes financial sense. Sometimes it makes cultural sense. Like, you know, maybe Eastern and Western Germany have different religions or they have different belief systems, yeah. etc. Um, but that's why sovereign borders exist, because they started out as warring tribes. Well, we don't agree with them. So we're, so we're going to make this Virginia, line. Yeah. And right. you're Virginia. We're West Virginia. We don't we yeah. don't agree with your kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but I say all that to set up the fact that there is nothing wrong with having your own unique point of view. But at the end of the day, we've become so allergic to differences that we are almost allowing ourselves to become hateful. And um, and that's a problem. We Where we draw the line in tribalism is, yes, I mean, like that movie uh, Wakanda Forever. Um, we liked the movie. Uh, it was yeah. a good, well-told story about loss and grief. And it was mature. Yeah. And it was, a, it, was a, it was about the story really hinged on the emotional weight of Shuri. The actress Letitia Wright fucking yeah. nailed that shit. She, yeah, she got did. it so right. And and it was mature. It was sensible. It was fun. Um, you know, and it suffered from the same MCU problems it always has, where the villain is kind of stupid and the 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 yeah, this and that. But mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, it it handled Chadwick Boseman's death maturely. It, it it the whole movie had a theme of her trying to understand who she is and where do you go when your family's gone i'm dealing with this stuff right now in my depression so i get it yeah and so i we were watching reviews for the movie just curious what people were thinking and then i saw a video that said wakanda forever is racist speak on that do you have an explanation i got mine go ahead we didn't even watch it because it just sounded stupid but yeah i what i'm assuming they were going to go into is what we were just talking about off camera. Like, yeah. there's a difference, and it's what I was thinking. There's a difference between being racist and being racial. And right. racial is just acknowledging that there's customs and there's traditions and right. there's and sovereign borders, exactly. and different customs and, and religions. What I'm assuming is that they were, you know, because they kind of emphasize you had factions yeah, the, or because Wakanda you emphasize that the, the Alanians yeah. or whatever, or because they emphasize I'm. Mm-hmm. Maybe because they emphasize like black culture a little bit, like with music and dress and things. Mm-hmm. They're, maybe that's why they're calling it racist. Do they think that we're mocking that's, or making? Fun? I don't know. I thought that they were celebrating black culture, but yeah, well, it absolutely is. No, but I'm. <clears throat> it's probably just some twisted. Somebody thinks that because, acknowledging racial yeah. differences is racist. That's yeah, that's and it's exactly. not necessarily. No, it can be. It can be, but not but just acknowledging it is. You're celebrating their culture. Mm-hmm. You're celebrating their heritage, and you're celebrating yeah. their sovereignty. And what yeah. does sovereignty mean? It means their rights to mm-hmm. their land, their exactly. rights to their heritage, their yeah. rights to their culture. And so, what I liked about the movie is that these—I don't know what they were called. The, the, they were the Mayans. The Mayans. They were, they were they un, but they were descended, underwater yeah, tribe. They, they, they descended from Mayans. They extend, yeah. yeah, they were un, like the they were they were the, basically the Atlanteans, but couldn't say the yeah, word exactly. <clears throat> and uh, and and they had the warring faction. And this guy uh, Namor, which means no love, anti love. He didn't. He doesn't like land people. He. You know, like like imagine Aquaman. He doesn't like land people, and so he wants to go to war with the land lovers, right? Yeah. And uh, he wants to get Wakanda in on it 
Spoiler alert, anyway. Yeah, I won't, a get, late. I won't get... No, I'm not going too deep. <laughs> no, I don't I know. want to give it too much away. No. But I just mean to say that um, when Wakanda wouldn't... You know, he's like, hey, I, I want you... Because they had vibranium... Wakanda hands vibranium. We have this in common. It gives we us don't leverage want the land lovers in our society. To get it. Yeah. What were yeah. you saying? They don't want the land lovers to get it. Right. So, so if we, we need to... pool our resources, we can work together. And Wakanda was like considering it until they found out that the Atlanteans, the, the Mayans, whatever, were basically going to use vibranium to start a war against yeah. The land oh, uh, yeah. countries. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Are you kidding? And so, yeah, it created a war. They went to war. And uh, and and they both had their separate cultural heritages. They mm-hmm. both dressed different. They both had different resources. They all had different religions. They all had different customs, etc. And that's the thing is that there's nothing inherently racist unless there's hate attached to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now, could you borrow from african-american culture or african culture and 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 you meant it to be a celebration of their culture and it turns out to be accidentally racist yeah yeah if you did it wrong and it looked Mm -hmm. stupid and it looked hokey and you weren't really you could be um making that the maybe you had all the best intent but because you don't under like imagine if if wakanda forever was directed by a white dude and he was getting all these African American actors to dress in ways that weren't mm-hmm. culturally appropriate for yeah. their, that nation. Yeah, that could be inherently racist. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see any of that going on here. No, the Mayans I... look like Mayans. The Wakandans look like Wakandans, and and it was a a deep pride in their cultural heritage, a deep yeah. celebration of their differences, and so. Yeah, know the difference between racial and racist. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. Yeah, well, that just brings to mind, like, I've seen threads of things online. Like, if if something happens that a white person doesn't think is racist, yeah, but a, a black person says it's racist, right? you believe them. Like, yeah. you don't be like, you know, I mean, I see that so I much. Know, I know better than the, the black and guy. That's, right, that's, right. It happens a lot online on some really? pages because yeah. these white people are like, no, it's not racist. I don't, I don't believe so, <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how about you step back and listen to the people that actually pertains to. Check your white entitlement exactly. at the door and listen to the black yeah. person yes. for once. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No doubt. Because maybe you don't mean to be racist. They think, well... I don't mean to be racist, therefore it isn't. Therefore well, it you, can't be. No, you may it, not mean it, but you it, are coming yeah, off racist. Exactly. And yeah. that's where that's where the white entitlement comes in well, because it happens a lot. There's a you know, you can be culturally sensitive. Um you know, cultural insensitivity depends on how far you go. But if you're being culturally insensitive, yes, you might be racist. And so listen to the experts who will tell you if yeah. if your whiteness and your uh, you know, Western ways aren't jiving with our understanding of African culture, you might be racist. And it's Just one of those uncomfortable things. Check your privilege things. at the door. Yeah. And it can and be very uncomfortable, something that you think mm-hmm. for years hasn't been a certain way, and maybe it seems a, a different way. Yeah, it's uncomfortable to say, oh, well, shit. Right. I was wrong mm-hmm. about that. Yeah. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that, and they'll keep on with whatever they're saying, whether it's right or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what that's what I wanted to end on today. I want to talk about tribalism, because at the end of the day, we all have different customs. We all have different ways of thinking. 
whether that be spiritual, whether that be <clears throat> dance and music and art and literature. I just talked about on the last episode how I was getting tired of our culture not exploring other people's heritage, not mm-hmm. exploring literature, not getting yeah. deeper gaining a deeper understanding of the human experience. How boring is that? Yeah. Well, and, it. and 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 sometimes it's just intellectual laziness. Mm-hmm. Like I like TikTok. I like the weekend. I like Justin Bieber. Therefore, that's all I like. Mm-hmm. Young people love that spank the plank music. I call it. It's just that dopamine rush. Ah, oh, it's so poppy. It's so poppy that they don't want to listen to other stuff, mm-hmm. right? And then as they get older, they might go, "Well, you know, it's like a lot of these reaction videos of African American people who are like, hey, 'Hey, we're going to check out rock and metal,' and then it's fun because." They didn't grow up on that stuff. And so they're growing up for the first time hearing all this metal. And they're like, oh, I like this. I like this. Mm -hmm. And it's fun. Yeah. And I find it fun because they're culturally appreciating metal. And we're culturally appreciating their being African-American representation. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it brings our societies and our differences together. And so I wanted to talk real quick about tribalism, babe. Let's end the show uh, in a few minutes um, but tribalism isn't always necessarily a bad thing. Where does it become bad, do you think? Well, I think, it, you know, it just, it it's comfortable because it makes you kind of gather people around you that are like you. But yeah. it becomes dangerous when you're not open-minded, when you won't consider other right. ideas or right. you won't consider other people or ways of life. That's when it's bad. Can you, can you give an example in our society today where perhaps tribalism has gone too far? Where not necessarily the groups are necessarily bad or wrong, mm-hmm. but where it's becoming a cultural problem because people aren't letting each other be themselves. I think the biggest mm-hmm. one is Christianity as a whole mm-hmm. in this country and people thinking that it's their right because of freedom of religion, it's their right to push their views on other people, push their views on law. Because, the, because, because we represent the Almighty God, and therefore exactly. we're going to bully pulpit our way into your that's life. That's kind of the biggest one and the most dangerous right. one. When well, you, you know what the other one that. I would say is, is political. And yeah. I don't mean to harp on Republicans, but the Republican yeah. Party has, whether they like it or not, has incorporated you know, some bad elements, some regressive elements into their party. White supremacy. Uh, what else, babe? Uh, Religion. Racism. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times they are giving Christianity a bad name yeah. because they they push it in our legislation. Mm-hmm. They don't understand this separation of church and state. And they don't understand, really, that Christian is supposed to come from a place of love and inclusionism and acceptance and brotherly love. Yeah. Love thy brother. Love thy neighbor. Love thy sister. What are you doing? Yeah. Fool? Yeah, and by trying to push that on everyone, it's it becomes dangerous because it marginalizes people. Right. And well, and yeah. and, and and so there's this fine line that I'm trying to ride between being unoffensive and having a sense of humor as a comedian. And so a lot of people get the wrong idea when I'm get grumpy. I'm not being grumpy because I'm hateful. I'm not being grumpy because I'm racist. I'm not being grumpy even because I hate people. But there are some people that get under my fucking skin because they're stupid. Mm-hmm. And you it's like, yeah. oh, you just deal with it all day, every day. The onslaught of ignorance, head in your sand, 
lacking an understanding of life and science and the world, uh, it's getting ridiculous. And so it's not about, you know, do I like TikTok and TikTok videos? No, I think they're fucking stupid. I think they're marginally narcissistic. It's young people in love with their own image, in love with themselves. But at the same time, it's young people trying to have fun. So, so I can understand the greater value in the TikTok culture without really liking it. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Justin Bieber. I don't necessarily like it, but I can understand why others might. Mm-hmm. See, see where yeah. that, see the difference? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So how should we be then? Okay. Because we're all, we all grow up either Republican or Democrat, or we grow up, um, uh, you know, Christian or, or some other re- Eastern religion, right? At the end of the day, you grow up how you grow up. And uh, how do we learn to accept each other's differences in a way that isn't tribalistic or scornful or hateful? Yeah, well, it's it's harder for some people, depending on what you grow up in, whether you grow up in a society that's very, I don't want to say, kind of militaristic in its views that this is how it is and nothing else is correct or even feasible. And it's just having an open mind about things. And some people right. don't. They get they grow up with that hammered into their head that their way is the only way and the right way and it's right. so hard to get out of that and some yeah. people don't and they never do and yeah and and then everybody can be guilty of that including yeah. people who I might agree with mm-hmm. you know oh, being atheist is pragma- pragmatic but a lot of times I've learned that pra- um, you know I'll have atheists that hate me because I believe in ghosts oh absolutely there's yeah it, they <clears throat> can be have, very scornful of people that yeah. are don't subscribe to their definition of what or or, or I have liberals or, that want to cancel me because I don't subscribe to their woke nonsense yeah at the end of the day there that's what I mean about sets and subsets is that there's some people that want to purify and distill their point of view and say that their way is the only way and I'm trying to tell you guys mm-hmm. we're all on the same team here for God's sake let's you know work together to cr- create better outcomes and how yeah. about for once in our life, we can accept each other's differences long enough to create a better society. Because the way I see yeah. things going in politics, the right is fucking batshit. Not all of them, of course. But there's enough of them that are batshit that are steering the party into not helping regular working people. Mm-hmm. And, the, and then that's when they would say, well, what about liberals and doing all this cancel stuff? Yes, I agree. But yeah. one right, two wrongs don't make a right. I have equal criticism for when the left does it too. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, I might agree with liberals in terms of their philosophies and their idealism. Um, but there's a lot of people who claim to be kind who aren't kind. They claim they're all for best practices, but do regressive shit. So sometimes you yeah. have to call out liberals too. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. Just take everything on a case-by-case basis yeah, and don't and, paint with a broad brush. And, and just like Republicans versus Democrats in the 80s, we used to disagree on everything. But at, but at lunchtime, we went and had lunch together. Yeah. You getting steak? Oh, cool. I'm getting the fish. Yeah. We can talk. We can be friends. And then when we get back to our hearty debate, we will then argue. And that's what debate is. A lot of people don't understand debate. When I was... First, uh, uh, my first understanding of debate came in uh, high school. I remember they're like, we're going to do a debate. I'm like, debate? It's argumentation. I'm like, we're going to argue? 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I had never yeah. been exposed to logic right. or philosophy yet. And so, yeah, that's what, what do you think law school is? What do you, they're teaching you how to find a position, take a position, and convince others of that position. Mm-hmm. That is what lawyers do. That is yeah. what uh, a good debater does. And that's what a good atheist does when they're trying to fight against, not necessarily against, but they're trying to fight for their point of view. Good, mm-hmm. A good Christian would do that too. You become a good debater. And the problem is, is that in our po- political spectrum today, you've got one half of the party trying to say, let's engage in debate, and the other half of the party shitting on the fucking chessboard. And we're like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. And so it's nothing against Christians. It's nothing against country rural folks. It's nothing against white folks. It's nothing against all these subsets, right? Using the language. Mm-hmm. We're not against the subset of Christians. We're not against the subset of rural people. We're not against the subset of white folks. But when you mix them all together, sometimes what you end up getting is a country fried steak version of politics that ignores people's rights, ignores people's differences, ignores best practices, and takes our country backwards. Now, that's not to say all Republicans are bad or wrong or evil. It's just to say when things are wrong, you address them, you debate, you convince others that it's wrong. Why? Because debate creates best practices. Oh my God, can you imagine (laughs) that? Yep. When you actually listen to the other person the other side right and take things into account yeah. and and sometimes you'll say well i agree with your premise but i don't necessarily yeah. agree with your argument mm-hmm. or i see where you're coming from but that's a bad argument you know yeah. so argumentation is about how we as people arrive at the best set of best practices and that's what we're yeah. all about i wish we could be could get past religion and politics i wish we could get past all that and just say I don't necessarily agree with your religion. I don't necessarily agree with your politics, but I do. At least we're all agreeing on science and reason and creating, you know, like we want to create the best outcome for America, for example, or, or say you're from another country. We want to create the best outcome for Germans or British people or Indian people or whatever. At the end of the day, everyone has a personal stake, a personal interest in the country from which they reside. And there's nothing wrong with that. And so when you see soccer and it's Paraguay against Brazil or USA and and whoever, hey, there's nothing wrong with a hearty competition. There's nothing wrong with a healthy debate. But the reason why it's kind of like Rocky IV, I would rather us to beat each other to a pulp than it be 20 million. Mm -hmm. If if we two can fight in this ring and get over our Cold War differences, it's certainly better than 20 million doing it to a warring country, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that's what debate is. That's why, you know, at the end of the day, that's where we challenge our own biases and our own points of view. At the end of the day, tribalism can be a good thing, but too much tribalism creates xenophobia, uh, closed minds, regressive behaviors and traits. It marginalizes and minimizes other groups. And so that's why I wanted to bring all this around to tribalism because at the end of the day like i said you know what's wrong with enjoying the paranormal it's fucking fun it's fascinating why would you not want to right yeah you want to stick your head in the sand i saw a ufo but i'm not allowed to believe in that so i'm just gonna go back to church (laughs) like what you know i don't understand why a church would not let people be free thinkers 
because it might lead them to different conclusions than it's, what well, they've been brought up in their whole life, and they don't want like that. Parts of the Republican Party, not all of them, not even a majority, but a very small minority, want to rewrite history books in states like Texas and Southern states uh, because they want to revise history to be more agreeable with their point of view. And it's like, yeah, but there's only one... I mean, and that's what they say is that history is written by the winners. Yeah. You know. So there's probably a lot of folks who are like, dude, this show is all over the place. What in the heck? You need to talk about ghosts once. Well, I didn't say ghosts. I said the paranormal. You know, a ghost is one part of the paranormal. You know, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a fan like George Carlin of language and how we use language. You know, because language uh, is about specificity, and when we're not being specific, oftentimes people get the wrong ideas, and that's why, <clears throat> you know, we try to put a fine point on things so that we learn and we grow and we understand each other's differences, and that's what this show's about. This show's about yes, we love the paranormal, we love getting into it, figuring out if UFOs are real. And we're going to do more of that on the YouTube channel. We're going to do more of that uh, in upcoming episodes. But uh, I wanted to talk about all these things because at the end of the day, um, I don't understand why you would want to stifle differences, stifle yeah. free speech, stifle free thinking. At the end of the day, that's what this show's all about. We don't care if you're Christian. We don't care if you're conservative. But if you have certain beliefs that are going against freedom of thinking and freedom of life, uh, then I'm going to go, hey, <clears throat> point of clarification. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what do you mm -hmm. think about all this, babe? Put a bow on this. What is, what's this, <laughs> what, you know, what, what was this show all about and what are your final thoughts? Ultimately, it was just about having mm -hmm. an open mind for yeah. everything, keeping your mind open, and well, yeah, you're going to get more out of life. You're going to get more out of life with honey than with vinegar. Mm -hmm. You know, and yes, I have my depression. Yes, I get, I get tired of being a public figure and having people scorn, be scornful of me when they don't know me. That fucking frosts my ass. Because <laughs> yeah. I've got a good heart, and you've got a good heart, and we're like, imagine. Every day you feed, feed, feed this animal, and then one day it just bites you. Ow, little fucker. You bite the hand that feeds? That's what I feel is happening as a public figure. You're trying to put out good intellectual and emotional material that is fun, that is thoughtful, that is serious, and sometimes funny. And then you have people trash-talking you. Or, 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 you know, like KB trying to borrow money from you. Well, I haven't seen him in eight months, so I guess we're not friends anymore, so I'm just going to rip him off. Who does yeah. that? I know. You know, and, and so what it's about is about having what? Having good values over time. <clears throat> you don't let the harshness of the times turn you into a prick. Now, yeah, you might have to get a little bit more fierce. Yeah, you might have to kick certain people out of your life. At the end of the day, we all have to protect ourselves from danger. But at the end of the day, if we're not willing to be loving and caring and to appreciate our differences, then we're not, we're missing the point of life. Yeah, I agree. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we will get into some more paranormal shows. We're back into the paranormal, you guys. So I'm sorry that we bait and switched you. We didn't talk about ghosts that much. I'm sorry. I know. I know. 
but I wanted to talk about how the paranormal guides our sense of self, our sense of self-discovery, our sense of life and death. And like I said, it's a it's a it's a tribe. It's a tribe of people who who get a kick out of the fun and excitement of the of the mystery of life. And why you wouldn't yeah. be into that, I don't know. I don't know. To each their own, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yep. What do you think? Got anything else for us, baby? No. No. <laughs> Are you tired? Did I poop you out again? Yes. I yes. feel like <laughs> you should see her, you guys. We got video this time. We're we're recording this and she gets she gets like glazed over at about forty five minutes. <laughs> it's it's honestly because I'm an introvert and yeah. a constant barrage of talking mm-hmm. it just it, well, I'm overly thorough. It fries my mind. I'm overly thorough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. Oh, so. I know. No. It's, and now you can it, go off and you can do introvertize mm-hmm. it, all, you, all you want. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> anyway, but I just wanted people to understand a greater picture of the paranormal. That the paranormal is quasi-spiritual for some people. And it is for mm-hmm. me as well. Yeah. We have friends like Idris who dabble in witchcraft. She's not evil. Quite far from it. You know, but when you are dealing with the occult, you better know what you're doing. You better read up on it. You better practice it right. You better, when you open a session, you close a session. You, you know, yeah. when you go into uh, a paranormal situation, uh, the energy's wrong, you better cleanse yourself before you go home and some little ghoulie fucking attaches itself to you and ends up fucking up your life. Um, mm-hmm. I know that all that stuff isn't proven yet, but it happens enough in the paranormal realm where we just yeah. take some of this stuff as a given. Yeah, absolutely. Because because why, babe? It's your favorite saying. Can't, Can't hurt, hurt my help. help. That's yep. right. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys so very much. If you want to come on and help us, pitch in 50 cents, pitch in 75 cents, pitch in a whole dollar once a month. They ain't going to hurt nothing. Come on over to my uh, Instagram. Excuse me. Come on over. <laughs> my Instagram. Well, come here. Go there too. <laughs> uh, but come on over to uh, my link tree. That's linktree forward slash Chef Bride Comedy. That's where you can s- discover more about us and you can pitch into the cause. We're trying to create... Um, sustainable best practices in our society uh, you know let each other be uh, themselves but at the end of the day we have to squash regressiveness and hate in its tracks at the end of the day uh, we're you know we love all people just come correct like my friend I still love him I hope he calls me <laughs> but at the end of the day I had to squash something that had been going on for years years i let this slide because i don't i'm non-confrontational like i don't want to tell them yeah. and all of a sudden it just comes out and you're like oh i'm sorry dude now it caused all this awkwardness and i'm i feel bad for that but you know it's not about i don't want people tippy-toeing around me i want people to be their unbridled happiest fun lovingest self um but you know wouldn't kill you to ask me how i'm doing before you go into your four-hour spiel about a video game that's all i'm saying Yep. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. We'll be back next week. This will be a two-parter. I will split this into two for your listening ple- pleasure, and we will be back next week. And do look out for Chef Bride's Food for Thought. Everything is here. I'm working out everything. I'm happy again. The depression has resolved itself, and I'm ready, ready, raring to go for that. So come on over to our um, YouTube channel. Come on over, you guys. Seven subscribers. Woohoo! I'm going to have 10 someday. And then what, with a lot of hard work, I'm going to have 11. 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks, you guys. We love you. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye.